Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation and some not so great news for the state of Louisiana as CNBC has released its list of top states to do business and or the top states for business in the country and Louisiana, as you might expect, doesn't do well. We rank 49th out of 50. We are just ahead of Alaska. I have the story up at kpel965.com so you can see kind of the breakdown there. Let me just give you some of the highlights here. The top 10 states to do business, six of the top 10 are southern states, four of the Four of them in the top five. That is North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, Georgia. That's the top four. Minnesota is at number five. Texas at number six. Washington at number seven. Florida at number eight. Utah at number nine. Michigan at number 10. At number 50, Alaska, 49. Louisiana, Mississippi, Hawaii, West Virginia, Rhode Island, Arkansas, New Mexico, Alabama, and Oklahoma. What makes Louisiana's business climate suck? Well, there are several categories that we do not do well in. Let me give you those real quick, just so you can see or or you can understand just where we're struggling. One of the categories that CNBC uses is one that most Southern states are actually not going to score all that well. And in fact, if you look at the top 10, uh, they don't do well in some of these. Uh, And that is the life, health, and inclusion category. Louisiana doesn't do very well in that one either. So I'm not going to talk about that as much, but I will know that yesterday when they were kind of teasing this list on CNBC, they did mention that abortion access was being included in that measurement. Now, despite that, Let's see, uh, North Carolina ranked 34th in the nation on life, health, and inclusion. Tennessee ranked 43. Uh, Georgia ranked 39. Texas ranked 50. Florida ranked 41. Utah ranked 38. And Michigan ranked 24th. Virginia ranked 16th. So None of those states, most of the states in the top 10 for business did not do well on that. And that's primarily due to the whole abortion accessing. So I'm not taking that into account nearly as much as I'm taking some of the other things. I will note, though, that Louisiana ranks 48th out of 50 in life, health and inclusion. But here's where Louisiana really sucks. 48 out of 50 in terms of its workforce. 46 out of 50 in terms of infrastructure, 45, 45th out of 50 in economy, 45th out of 50 in technology and innovation. That is our, that's where we do our worst. Now, our best is the cost of doing business. We are 7th out of 50th, out of 50 states in that list, but that's because our legislature has kowtowed to to business and kudos to them uh, for doing so to make it easy and, and release the, you know, relieve the tax burden, relieve the regulation in the state when it comes to starting a new business. But, but in all of these other categories, we do poorly. Now, why? 
what do these other categories mean? Where are we doing the worst? Looking at this list, our very worst position comes, aside from the life, health, and inclusion one that I mentioned, in workforce. The measurement for workforce comes in at about 16% of the weight of the overall grade here. Uh, CNBC did this by letting states get up to 2,500 points on their little scorecard here, and the workforce is 400 points. Here is their description. No state is immune from worker shortages, but some states have more and better workers available than others. With skilled workers in such short supply and with the push to bolster domestic manufacturing, the definition of a qualified worker is expanding. In addition to measuring each state's concentration of science, technology, engineering, and math workers, otherwise known as STEM workers, and the percentage of workers with college degrees, we also consider workers with associate's degrees and industry-recognized certificates. We look at which states are most successful in attracting talent at all levels, considering the net migration of educated workers to each state. We look at worker, uh, state worker training programs, right-to-work laws, and worker productivity based on economic output per job. Louisiana, if you will recall has an out-migration problem. People are fleeing the state. And people are fleeing the state because we do a bad job of attracting new businesses here. John Bell Edwards will talk about all the great companies he's lured here, and then those jobs never show up. The plans for those uh, plants and those other companies, they fall through. And people leave Louisiana to find better opportunity elsewhere. Infrastructure. We also do pretty poorly in the infrastructure department on this grade. We are 46 out of 50. Keep in mind, Baton Rouge does great during the legislative season when everybody talks about infrastructure. But nobody really does anything about infrastructure. Sure, we get some money from the federal government and we put a lot of money away for infrastructure here in the state, but do any of those infrastructure projects actually get used? No, they're just talking points. They're talking points for the politicians who go to Baton Rouge and talk about all the things, and they bring some pet projects back to their district, but for the most part, nothing gets better. Roads and bridges still in absolute disrepair in many places. Like many of you, I dread driving to Lake Charles because of that damn bridge. But there are several roads, even in this area, that need a lot of help. And thankfully, our local government is doing the best it can to try to fix some of those things up. We've got a lot of projects underway. But there's very little help from the state, around the state, to fix the major infrastructure problems that we routinely have. A lot of local governments fail at it, and, a lot, and the state government fails at it. And it's a, a lot of it is a money issue. What else are we doing poorly in? Louisiana's 45th out of 50 in economy. Really? I, 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 I want to say no followed by a four-letter word, but I can't say that. 
So let me just go back to the 90s and say, no, duh. Our economy is weak. And sure, actually, Louisiana trends behind the rest of the country when the economy does poorly. So actually, we hover a little bit and then we drop off. But we're not recovering as a state. We have Our economy has dropped and we don't recover like the rest of the country does when times get a little bit better. So our economy, still not great either. Especially when a current gubernatorial administration has worked to chase the oil and gas industries out of the state. The industry that provides a lot of the jobs and a lot of the tax revenue and a lot of the workforce for the state. People just up and leave because those jobs end up leaving. We rank poorly in technology and innovation because we don't have any innovators in the state. The people who get a great college education up and leave for a company that is established in another state. Nobody wants to stay in Louisiana because of its dysfunctional state government, because of its dysfunctional infrastructure. People up and leave. You heard about it in Moon's third hour this morning. You've heard about it routinely. Moon's talked about it a lot. I've talked about it a lot. You've read about it over at the Hayride. You've read about it in the local papers. You've read about it in our state media. Everybody's talking about the fact that people get up and leave the state. So is it any wonder that Louisiana is the second worst state in the nation when it comes to to business, when it comes to our business climate. It shouldn't be. And yes, there are some pockets where it's where the business climate is okay, but overall, the state is struggling and the state cannot grow. And as I've said time and time again, one of the biggest sins of our legislature, the sin that will always be greater than anything else, is it regression. It's stagnation. We as a state don't even move backward. We stay where we are and we rot and we grow decrepit and nothing ever changes. The status quo is more dangerous than regression because with regression, people will learn their lesson. But the status quo is merely a bunch of talking heads and a bunch of politicians and a bunch of people who don't go out and vote and, and, but like to complain not really doing anything. The state has grown stagnant. Like a fallen tree, it has begun to rot. You know, Moon, who I sat across from for the last uh, bit of his show this morning, he, he mentioned he's been on the air talking about this stuff for almost 30 years. Almost 30 years Moon's been talking about this stuff. As long as you guys have heard me on KPL, I've been talking about this stuff. We've been talking about these issues for a very long time. And yet nothing seems to get done because we have a dysfunctional legislature. We have a Republican Party that cannot agree. You have the conservatives wanting one thing and the status quo guys who who don't want anything new. They just want to keep everything the way it is and get more power, more money and more influence for themselves. They don't want change so much as they just want to manage the decline. You have conservatives that want to push through a bunch of changes and reforms, and they get pushback from not only the Democrats but their own side. You have a Democratic Party that can't gain a foothold in the state, so they have to use their friends, the liberal Republicans who go to the legislature. 
to try to keep any Republican policies from changing. People want to blame the Republicans for all this, but the fact is the Republicans can't even get their agenda policies through. John Bill Edwards has stood in the way. The Republicans, members of their own party, have stood in the way. You can't really blame this on Republicans because you have stagnation. In Baton Rouge, the government is stagnant, and it's starting to rot, and you're starting to see the result of that. 232-1542 is the number if you want to call or send a message through the KPL app chat. We'll be back here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5, KPL. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and you're listening to the podcast version of my daily radio show. Now, if you want to listen live, all you need to do is download the KPL News app to your phone. You can listen live every weekday from 3 to 4 p.m. and communicate with the show using the app's chat feature. So go over to your app store, download the KPL News app, and listen to my show every day from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Time on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to call in or you can send a message through the KPL app chat. You should go ahead and download the KPL app chat if you have not. Just go to your app store on your phone, find the KPL news app, download it, and then once you do, you can listen anywhere Even if you're not in Lafayette, you don't need the airwaves to listen. You can listen through the app if you're out of town, on vacation, whatever. Or you can hit that little text message looking icon up in the top corner and that will take you to the app chat. Just hit general message and you can send a message to the show. I usually respond to those on the air and and through the app itself as well. I like the conversation. Just keeping you guys updated real quick. Vehicle accident on Kali Saloom. Uh, be careful in that area. Some of the ones I mentioned during the traffic update at the top of the hour, still there as well. Uh, Lexington at Mir in Doosan and Ambassador at Bonaire. There uh, some vehicle accidents there as well. The accident on Johnston at Brentwood is now a vehicle accident with injuries, police, and fire on scene. So do be careful in that area. If you missed the first part of the show, uh, I began by talking about Louisiana ranking 49 out of 50 when it comes to the best states to do business. And we ranked better than Alaska. And that was about it. Um, the, the, one, the one good thing for Louisiana is the fact that the cost of doing business in the state is so low. We offer a lot of tax breaks. For incoming businesses, we don't overregulate as a state when it comes to new businesses. So all of that makes it a little bit easier for folks to start businesses. But with a lack of workforce, with a lack of solid infrastructure, with a uh, economy that just isn't doing all of that great, there are a lot of things that Louisiana still needs to work on. And political stagnation in Baton Rouge and across the state just doesn't get the job done. We need something. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we've got more of your news of the day here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. You know, in case you miss any show, you can always go back and listen. They aren't lost forever once you listen to them. But I do have a request. 
If you guys listen to The Joe Cunningham Show and you like what you're listening to, go to your podcast app, wherever you're listening to this from, and give the podcast a rating and a review. That helps get the podcast out in front of more eyes so that we can help the show grow. Thanks again for listening to The Joe Cunningham Show right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to The Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPL app chat. Uh, if you want to call in, talk about the... Uh, the news I've been talking about, Louisiana ranking 45th out of 50th on uh, in terms of states to do business. Uh, you can. We'll, I'll, I'll take calls on that still, but I do want to move on. There is another issue. If you've only paid attention to the mainstream media, you are aware that U.S. Senator from Alabama... Is it Alabama? Yeah. U.S. Alabama Senator. U.S. Words. U.S. Senator from Alabama, Tommy Tuberville. He has placed a hold on the nomination of a Marine Corps commandant. So for the first time in 150 years, the Marine Corps is operating without a Senate-confirmed commandant. Now, they have an acting leader. There is still leadership structure within the Marine Corps. They just don't have a Senate-approved commandant. This shouldn't be an issue for a couple of reasons. The first reason is that, well, he's placed a hold on it. All a hold means is that there is no unanimous consent, so that would mean it should come up for a vote before the Senate. It should. Chuck Schumer has every authority to bring the nomination to the floor and have every senator vote yes or no on it. But there is not going to be unanimous consent because Tommy Tuberville has said that he's not going to uh, he, he's not going to vote for the commandant nominee in question. So right off the bat, the Democrats and the and the media are making a, a mountain out of a molehill just procedurally. They can bring this to the floor at any time, but instead they want to make this a fight. What you're not being told is why Senator Tuberville has has decided to pick this fight. He's blocking unanimous consent on certain military promotions to get the U.S. military to stop funding abortions out of the military budget. You may not have heard that little bit of news if you only get your news from the mainstream media, because the mainstream media, as woke and progressive as they are, they actually don't really want to talk about that all that much. They want to focus on the fact that Tommy Tuberville, a Republican senator from, from Alabama, is blocking the Marine Corps from getting a Senate-confirmed commandant. So, for the first time in 150 years, they don't have one. The Biden administration 
has decided that they need to go all in on diversity and wokeness in the U.S. military. On its face, not really that much of an issue, except for the fact that they're ignoring their actual responsibilities when it comes to the military. The Department of Defense would rather defend us from unwanted pregnancies than our actual geopolitical enemies. That's where we are. The Department of Defense is more concerned about pride parades. They're more concerned about the trans community in their ranks, and they're more concerned about providing abortions to service members. And by the way, they do say service members, not service women. Because men and women can get abortions by the new woke ideology. Joe Biden recently said that diversity in the military is our biggest asset. As though if we're in a war against, say, Russia or China, the Russians and the Chinese are going to lay down their arms because our military is so diverse. Meanwhile, what you need to know is that Bloomberg is reporting that nearly 40% of U.S. Navy attack submarines are out of commission. Our military doesn't have all of the equipment, all of the tools, all of the weaponry, all of the vehicles it needs. Because, among other things, the supply chain is an issue. The supply chain for military supplies, military weaponry, military vehicles is actually pretty screwed up right now. Did you know that our greatest geopolitical foe is actually in charge of a lot of our supply chain for the military? I bet you you, you probably could figure that out based that a lot of our supply chain is routed through China. But it's true. This is our biggest geopolitical foe. and. They could, at any point, just shut off the supply line. And the Biden administration wants to make sure that we have abortion clinics on bases in states where abortion is not restricted. And they want to pay. This is the workaround they're trying to go with here. They're not actually paying for abortions. They're just paying for service members to fly to or travel to a state and get room and board in a state to get an abortion done. That's what they're focusing their attention on right now. You know, yesterday I talked about those kitchen table issues that... The Biden administration is clearly ignoring. They're actually trying to run victory laps, saying everything is hunky-dory and you should just feel grateful for what the Biden administration has done. But there are no candidates out there that are really talking a whole lot about those kitchen table issues like crime, fentanyl, the economy, their pocketbooks, things, the jobs, things like that. And had a, a, a caller call in. I forget which one it was, but basically said... You, Part of the problem is, yeah, we want people to talk about that. That is the thing that is probably most important. But it's so overwhelming 
the number of issues that we have to face. And the Department of Defense focusing on the super progressive ideologies, the things that the, the social justice stuff, the focus being on that and not say making sure that our attack submarines are in tip top shape, that our supply lines are secured, that we have ammo, that we have vehicles, that we have weaponry for our service members. That's not nearly as big an issue. one of those times I really wish that Teddy Roosevelt could see. Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt is one of the most fascinating and also one of the scariest uh, people that's ever served in U.S. government. It's not just the, the, his presidency. This is a guy who was weak and sickly growing up and made himself an expert at everything he did. He had a brilliant mind and also literally beat his childhood illnesses like asthma. You don't hear a whole lot about people beating asthma, but Teddy Roosevelt's one of the ones who did it. Teddy Roosevelt knew nothing about the military, had no military experience, and yet became an expert on the U.S. Navy by sheer mental force and study. And things like supply lines, things like preparation, military preparation, for anything, that was something that he very much believed in. He fought his way to become the Secretary of the Navy solely because of that. I would like to imagine, I, I like to imagine what his response to the public face of the U.S. military is right now. Sure, there are things that are being planned and talked about behind the scenes in the U.S. military that probably aren't all that related to the progressive social justice stuff. But everything that comes out lately about it is all focused on the social justice, super woke stuff. The face, the public face of the U.S. armed forces right now is super progressive woke ideology. And they're not changing that at all. The Biden administration's not changing that at all. But what you'll notice is that the media won't admit it either because they know the media inherently knows that the American population would be absolutely appalled if they knew the full extent of all this. The American public would lose its mind if they saw everything that conservative media had reported on that is not in dispute but the mainstream media just dusts over that. The mainstream media wants you to know Tommy Tuberville, U.S. Senator from Alabama, is blocking the Marine Corps from getting a Senate-approved commandant, which is a straight-up lie because the Senate can vote on it right now if Chuck Schumer brings it to the floor, but he won't. He wants to make this a spectacle. And this is where some of you might be saying, why should we care about Tommy Tuberville? He's a senator from Alabama. And that's exactly my point. The Democrats in the media want to make this a war against a U.S. senator from Alabama as though they think they can convince the people of freaking Alabama to reject Tommy Tuberville, who is sitting there saying, stop using the military to fund abortions. Do you think the voters of Alabama are going to be mad at that? No. It's crazy. It is 
absolutely crazy. But that is where we are. The media won't admit why Tommy Tuberville is doing this, why he's got a hold on this confirmation. They won't explain that actually this hold really means nothing. All Chuck Schumer has to do is bring a vote to the floor. But instead, they want to make this some some horrible extremist Republican is once again causing problems for the U.S. military. It should be noted that the Democrats, except for a brief amount of time, have been very anti-U.S. military. For years, they've been anti-U.S. military. And please don't try to get me to think that the Democrats care about the military now, given that they all stand behind Joe Biden and the withdrawal from Afghanistan. The biggest military blunder in modern U.S. military history. So please don't pretend like you suddenly care. But this is just foolishness. They, they are embracing this ideology to the extent that they are actually doing harm to the U.S. military. Geopolitical tensions are on the rise. China is doing everything it can to undermine us. Russia is actively threatening the West if they extend an invitation to Ukraine to join NATO. Our geopolitical enemies are feeling emboldened and they are feeling on the rise. Why? Because Russia and China don't give a damn about how many trans people are in their military. They're wanting to make sure that their military is armed and ready to go at a moment's notice to take on the evil West. And our military is concerned with making sure that everybody feels included and that there's access to abortions. Our priorities are screwed up. 232-1542 is the number. If you want to call in, be part of the conversation, or send a message through the KPL app chat, we'll get to more, wrap up the show here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. If you're looking for more great conservative content throughout the day, why don't you head on over to my site, redstate.com. I'm a senior editor over there, and I work with a lot of great conservatives putting out a lot of great news and opinion each and every day. Plus, if you use my name, Joe, as the promo code, you can subscribe with a discount to our VIP section where you'll get a ton more great content that you won't find anywhere else. Check out redstate.com today. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation... So in 2022, um, MSNBC published a story claiming that fitness and exercise uh, were for the Nazis. They recirculated it this uh, they recirculated it yesterday. Their story claims that physical fitness is a symbol of right-wing extremism and that even Hitler was, quote, fixated on boxing and jiu-jitsu. From the story, the intersection of extremism and fitness leans into a shared obsession with the male body, 
training masculinity, testosterone strength, and competition. Exercise is for Nazis. If you didn't know that, I'm sorry. I've done a poor job of informing you, and that's what I try to do on this show. I try to give you guys the information that you want and need. And I failed because I did not let you know that exercise is apparently for Nazis. Meanwhile, uh, U.S. women's soccer player Megan Rapinoe is blaming Dave Chappelle for violence against trans people. Strangely, she's been quiet by the three mass shootings perpetrated by trans people in the last few months. Apparently, Dave Chappelle telling jokes is the reason that there is violence against trans people, which doesn't actually make a whole lot of news. There's not really all that many stories about violence against trans people. What we do have are stories about the trans community pushing for really extreme things in our classrooms, in society, for our children, in our military. And yet they're the ones who are victims of violence because Dave Chappelle told some jokes. There is a growing, well, you guys know this, there is a growing problem with our mental health in this country. There is a growing problem with people not taking responsibility and people trying to blame others simply because they do not like them for terrible, terrible events. It is unhinged behavior. It is truly unhinged behavior that Megan Rapinoe and these other advocates are taking part in that would blame Dave Chappelle for something that isn't really happening because he told some jokes. And yet these are the people that are pushed into the mainstream. And by God, if you say anything against them, you're the one who's wrong. All right, you guys, you have a great one. I will be back tomorrow here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter and threads at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. And you can email me, Joe at redstate.com. Check out the podcast version of the show by going to your favorite podcasting app or by going to Substack, joecunninghamshow.substack.com. But if you listen to the podcast on Apple or anything like that, also be sure to give the show a rating and a review. That helps get the show in front of even more eyes and ears. You guys have a great day. Shannon is off sides. He's in with Old School Nerd, and he is next here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.